welcome to another Take It Home. I am your co-host of the evening, Zach Hilton, and also alongside with me is Joe Leon. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, it's me. That's that was weird. But hey, what's up? <laughs> Welcome back, buddy. How you doing? I'm doing great. Great to be back. I can't wait to uh, take it home with you. Oh, and you're going to take what? it home, baby. Oh, baby. You can take it all home. <laughs> oh. oh, man. Well, this evening we will talk about SummerSlam because today is August 1st. And to me, August always, like, in my mind growing up, was SummerSlam month. So I always... Oh, it's summer- yeah, it's SummerSlam season. Yeah, it's right. It's SummerSlam season, baby. Um, but before we get into it, let me get into these contacts. If you want to suggest a match that we should commentate, because we will be doing that later on this month, uh, you can email us at takeithome757 at gmail.com. Uh, or if you want a little easier route, you can go to Twitter at Take It Home Pod, and you can also if you're lazy. yeah, if you're lazy, uh, you can uh, message us on our Facebook Take It Home, and that's pretty much all the contacts right there. We do have an Instagram uh, podcasting underscore couch, uh, which you know we post uh, little funny images of wrestling and movies for the other show. But uh, you know what? We are in SummerSlam season. And before we get in uh, later on, we're going to talk our top three matches. That's what we got planned later on. But before we jump into that, right now we have two matches announced for SummerSlam itself. And I believe it is the Women's Championship and the Universal Championship. Now, the Women's Championships from SmackDown, if I'm correct. Yeah, well... uh I mean, technically, last night on Raw they announced the Raw Women's Championship as well. Oh, they did. If we want to, if we want, if we want to count that. Yes, we do want to count that. So we have two women's titles <laughs> matches and the Universals, correct? Correct. That's okay. what I know of. Yes. Okay. So what's the Raw one? Raw is Alexa Bliss taking on Bailey. Bailey, it's Bailey. It's Bailey. Yay. Okay. Now that that's been said, are you excited? Not at all. Not at all. Not, not a, one bit. Not one bit. Okay. Because of, I've, 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 I've seen this match now. This will be uh, the, the third time now. Okay. Fourth time, actually. Um, um, I don't know. I, I love Alexa. I, Alexa's great. Alexa's my favorite. Um, I'm, yeah, I just, um, I don't know. Um, Bailey uh, just doesn't really do anything for me anymore. Well, I think honestly they've screwed the pooch on Bailey the entire run that she's been on the main roster. I don't think they've yeah. handled her correctly once. Not even once. Um, not once. Not once. So that really does hinder this match, I feel. Do I do I think it's going to be a good match? Of course. Of course I do. Oh, yeah, because of course. I think both, it'll be a good match. Both women know what they're doing and they do have good chemistry. The problem is, is that I don't think Bailey's a contender type person anymore. Not at the moment. No, um, I, I totally agree. I feel like they they pulled the trigger too quick. Number one, and then they took it away from her too quick. Agree. So, but but the Bailey character is like better in chase mode, yes. much like I feel Becky Lynch is a chase mode type of person and not really champion. Right. Um, but that's just me. Now, now that being said, 
Did you think that we were going to get Sasha again with um, Alexa? Because I did too. I did. I I really thought we were going to get that second match, and because that first one was so good, and I felt like they were just going to tear the roof down at SummerSlam. Yeah, I I thought um, I thought it was going to end up being Sasha again as well because of how they did the the countout or whatever, and then um, just the quick little rematch that didn't really go or do anything on, on Raw. I thought Sasha was going to be the the pick um, right. again this go around, but um, but yeah, I mean, like I said, I I think that Bailey and Alexa will have a great match. Uh, this, I'm just kind of like, okay, cool, let's. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. I also... There's no no incitement, really. No. I also kind of think there is a chance Sasha is going to cost Bailey the title, and that's what we're going to lead into. I think we're going to get a Sasha heel run out of this. That's personal. I'm not I'm not going off anything else. Right. I mean, as I would I would much rather see that. I, I think the Sasha character is better as, as a heel than um, trying to play nice and, and stuff as, as a good guy but you know um absolutely i guess we'll see what happens right i guess so we got to go along with the story <laughs> they're giving us um we know what's going to happen we just don't know how they're going to get there i just don't know how we're going to get there joe uh from there we go to uh the women's championship on smackdown which is uh, naomi versus <laughs> it's naomi uh, versus <laughs> Who is this? <laughs> it's that chick, right? Yeah, it's that one chick. <laughs> it's that one chick with the name and stuff. Uh, it's with Natalia. It's the Natalia. Yeah, Natalia's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, oh man. I you, feel bad. You're so awake. <laughs> Sorry. You're so awake. It's all good. I shouldn't have led you in since I knew who it was. Um, so, yes. It, yes, Naomi versus Natalia. Now, this one I am looking forward to. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's, uh, I think we've said this before, like, Natalia has earned this spot, and I think her and Naomi is going to have good chemistry, and I think they're just going to, they're going to do a, a very solid match on the show. And it's a new, it's a new matchup altogether. Like, we haven't seen Naomi versus Natalia 300 times. Right, we've, exactly. We've, we've never seen this match. So, <sighs> it's, um, it's going that's to be where fresh. my comes from. It's going to be a little bit so, fresher. And so fresh and so clean. That's what I hear, so clean. Um, from going from there, we have the Universal Championship, Fatal 4-Way, Braun Strowman versus Samoa Joe versus Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar for the Universal Championship. Now, they announced it two weeks ago, but then last night on Raw, they also threw in, if Brock loses the match, Brock leaves WWE. Him and Paul. Yeah. Now, I find this interesting because for the past week, there's been rumblings about Brock Lesnar doing a UFC match. Um, yep, yep. Do you feel this is just added uh, fuel to the fire, or do you actually think that he's going to leave? Like, do you think WWE's just using that UFC momentum, or do you think he's leaving? Uh. I don't actually think he's leaving. Um, I feel like it's just uh, since what's-his-face John Jones called out Brock on the UFC pay-per-view, whatever, that they're using that to, to capitalize on top of, um, again, it's the biggest show of the summer. Right. So we got to sell tickets. we got to have a lot of hype. Um, so I don't think that he's actually going to leave, um, though I've been wrong before, um, and I'd I don't think he's. I don't think he's leaving though. I feel like 
he Brock is is in the spot that um that they want him to be in. You know what I'm saying? Like he's, oh, 100%. he's always he's been a part timer the last few years, but he's that attraction. Um, so I don't feel like you can really afford to lose that attraction. You know what I mean? Oh, like when you 100%. need him. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so I'm gonna say no. He's not leaving. What do you think? I I don't think he's leaving just because I feel they've announced other dates for him already. Um, mm-hmm. but I mean. I, I get what they want to do. They want to throw a little bit uh, of the fuel to the flames. Um, and at first, I mean, I was like, oh, I really don't want that to happen because I love my Brocky Poo. But I also wonder, okay, is it is it that we're... It, does he leave the WWE or does SmackDown pick him up? Like, mm. part of me, mm. because there's rumor has... Rumor has it? Sorry. Um that Johnny's going to Raw after SummerSlam since he's, mm-hmm. you know, a free agent. So I kind of feel like Brock Lesnar is that kind of, kind of, you know, name that could go to SmackDown and be a part-timer, just like John's yeah, done for, for sure. SmackDown. Um, um, did they, uh, did they say leave WWE or leave Raw? Right now on, on it, it says leave WWE, but I mean, uh, okay. maybe someone messed up. Interesting. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So we'll just see. Well, we'll, we'll see where it lies. Um, but I will say that I'm glad that they took our idea of making it a, a multi-man match. God, I mean, can we talk about the match for a minute? Does it? Doesn't this seem like it's a better fit and feel? Oh yeah, hell yeah, it does. I mean, you got all that man in that ring at the same time. <laughs> oh you got Braun God. and you got Samoa Joe and you got Brock Lesnar and yeah. you know you got Roman Reigns too. Yeah. Um, who still stinks so, up the joint? Uh, Who still stinks up this feud? It just, it just doesn't work for me. Nope. It just doesn't. But when I see Samoa Joe and Braun and Brock, yeah, yeah, yeah then, that's how I feel. And Roman Reigns, <laughs> and that's how I feel. I feel like you know, with the Samoa Joe match, I was like, God, I was loving this. I didn't get enough. Ooh, we're going to get more. Then you add Braun in the mix, where I'm just like, Oh my God, I'm going to get Braun and Brock just beat the tar out of each other. And then you got yeah. Roman Reigns who'll be there to do his laying around the ring and hit his big spots or whatever. But like, and and don't get me wrong, Roman has been known to pull out a decent match, and. I think with four guys in there, it'll make it a little more intense and longer than normal Brock matches. So yeah, I, I feel like I we mean, truly the, will have a main event. And the the focus won't just be on Roman, so we'll give that uh, on the plus side. You know, right. I think that's really just what what brings it down for us. I feel in in a lot of the other audiences sure. that he's. And okay, granted that they they tell him what to do for the most part, so he keeps his his moves pretty limited. He keeps his stuff pretty limited. But um, yeah, twenty minutes that's just really boring to watch him throw three hundred punches, you right. know. Right. Um, so, and I think that's really what what it all comes down to with Roman. Um, but going back to the to the main event, I I agree. That sounds to me that's a main event. I mean, again, you got all those names in a match. For the universal title, and now also if Brock loses, he's 
supposedly gone from WWE. So that's that's a that's a big old big old main event for the biggest show of the summer. For sure, for sure. I'm 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 excited about this. I mean, there's going to be more matches announced. It's a four hour show, but right now I do feel like this is truly a good main event. Um, I'm not gonna lie. If they announce that it's a fatal four way elimination, even better. But I'll take I'll take my four way. Yeah, I'll take the four way too. Uh, do you want to speculate on a couple of matches? Sure, why not? I ain't got nothing to do. What's up? What do you want to speculate? I feel like uh, there's a there's a four way tag for the Raw side uh, happening. It's going to happen at SummerSlam that... with the Hardys revival, Cesari and Sheamus and. Uh, the Bullet Club. That that absolutely feels real and doable. I think if anything, they'll add a ladder into it, TLC style, maybe. Yep. Um, yep. I can that was what I was thinking too. I could definitely see that. I also see on the Raw side, we're going to get Bray and Finn Balor, but I think this will be the first time since his comeback that we'll get Demon Finn Balor. Yeah. Yeah. I'll agree. I'll agree. Okay. Uh, what else do you see down the pipe? Uh, that was really it, just on Raw side, because, okay. um, I mean, SmackDown, um... I, I feel SmackDown will get the tag titles uh, rematch, we'll get New Day and the Usos once again. Yeah, yeah, we'll probably see that. Um, we have, uh, we, we have Johnny versus Jinder, too, we didn't announce that. Yes, j- d- d- absolutely correct, so sorry about that. John Cena versus Jinder Mahal for the WWE Championship, uh, maybe, because by the time we record this, Nakamura hasn't happened yet. Yeah, um, yeah, but I, but even I am like for sure that's what we're getting. Um, I, I think we are too because, um, well, we can speculate some more. I feel like uh, Johnny putting the kid over uh, is where they're going. I feel I feel they do want to put Naki over, but I also feel um, Baron Corbin's not done with Shinsuke, so. I feel like at SummerSlam we could get a stipulation match between the Baron and uh, Nakamura. Right, um, like we were talking about before. I, this this next one isn't speculation so much want. Um, I would really like the U.S. Championship in a championship scramble match with Kevin Owens, uh-huh. AJ Styles, Dolph Ziggler, um, Sami Zayn, uh, Shinsuke, and Baron. And like I said, I would like a, a championship scramble out of that. I would, I would love to see a scramble match. Yeah, I, I mean, it's been so long. They're fun. They're cute. They are fun. They are fun. Yeah. Hell yeah! Give Hell me, yeah. Gimme, 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 gimme. Awesome, awesome. Well, that's our, uh, you know, our speculation on SummerSlam and the confirmed matches so far. Uh, before we move on to our top three SummerSlam matches, I do want to say next week. We will have a interview with the man, the myth, the legend, John Kerman. That's right, John Kerman's coming on, taking home. We're going to talk wrestling. We're going to talk workouts. We're going to talk MMA, and we're going to talk how to cook food. Um, we'll wonderful! See, we'll, I can't wait to talk to, to talk to Kerm. Yeah, I know. What a wonderful man, right? Um, what a wonderful man. Also, during this week, we're going to post on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all that. You know the handles. We said it at the beginning. We are going to commentate over a match in a couple of weeks. And it's going to be up to you what match we commentate over. Joe is going to issue one match, and I will issue another. Joe, what SummerSlam match would you like to commentate over? 
the SummerSlam match that it would be an honor for us to commentate would be Rey Mysterio versus Eddie Guerrero ladder match for the uh, uh, custody of Dominic. Absolutely. Absolutely would love to commentate over this one, especially since I've seen this match live. Um, <laughs> I knew you were I, d- I, did I didn't want to throw it in there, but I've seen it live. Um, and I think that's a fantastic uh, match to commentate both stellar stars. It's a, it's a, probably a four to five star ladder match. I mean, it's going to be a great one to commentate over. For sure. Or, For sure. And, uh, or, uh, which, uh, which match would you love, <laughs> uh, to not commentate? Cause it's, a I would love to not commentate, but commentate over 2003 SummerSlam main event, the elimination chamber. I'm talking biker shorts, Triple H. I'm talking Goldberg. I'm talking biker trunk, Triple H. So, guys, you will have to vote and let us know which match you want us to commentate over. Remember, we'll we'll post it out there, so just go ahead and give us the vote, and that would be great. All right, let's go ahead and uh, get to our last segment into this bad boy. Let's talk let's top three matches. I'll go first uh, since this was my idea of the topic. Um, yes. I don't want to. It, the match is the match. It is what it is. But I'm not going to lie. As as growing up watching wrestling, and SummerSlam being my favorite show, I you know I always look at WWE as a spectacle. You know what I mean? Like it is superheroes. Yeah. It is supervillains. You know, it is a show. And I think. My third, if if I think top three matches, and I know this is going to be weird, but hear me out. 1994, Undertaker versus Undertaker. Okay, and okay. The, and the reason why I bring this one up is because it it was a show. It is a spectacle. Like, growing up as a kid, you could believe Undertaker faced Undertaker. Yeah, as adults, we look at it, and it's like, yeah, that's not the same guy. But... Going into this match, you felt like, oh, my God, there are two of them. Which one's the real one? Yeah, there's two Undertakers. There's two Undertakers. And not only that, leading up to the match, we had Lieutenant Frank Dribben from Naked Gun looking for the Undertaker. Now, that's one of my favorite movies growing up. Absolutely love the lead up to the match. The match itself, for a kid... Sure, it is what it is. The real Undertaker won. Wink, wink. Um, but I just, I don't, I, I don't love the match. But I do believe this is the type of thing WWE is, and that's why it's my top three SummerSlam matches because it's everything the WWE stands for wrapped up in one constant. I like it. I. I can't even uh, say anything better than that. I I like it. Awesome. And, and did did the real Undertaker really win, or was it the fake Undertaker that won? I we'll mean, never know. We'll never know. <laughs> All right. What's your uh, What's your number three? So number three for me, uh, I'm gonna have to say the very first tables, ladders, and chairs match nice. from SummerSlam 2000. Yes. Edge and Christian versus the Dudleys versus the Hardy Boys. Absolutely. And I'm picking that because uh, the Hardys were were my jam when I was growing up. Mm-hmm. Uh, Love the Hardys. They never did get to get to ever win one of them, Jenks. No. Um, 
But uh, just again, the the spectacle of what TLC was a, a first ever uh, match, and those three teams always had an amazing chemistry together. So, um, oh, man. if you haven't watched it, go back and check that out because it is definitely one for history. Oh yeah, and I remember as a teenager watching that one, like that because they just had the regular ladder match at WrestleMania 2000. And this being the TLC, I mean, stakes are even higher, adding in the tables and chairs. And it gave both teams like weapons, like the chairs were Edge and Christian, the table were the Dudleys, the ladders were the Hardy. So it was cool that all their weapons got to be the focus of this match. And each one of them, uh, you know, going back and forth with it, it definitely had high stakes. I love this match, still love this match. And I think that was a great choice. Um, my number two, um, two. number two, we're going spectacle again. Um, well, actually, I'm sorry. No, we're not going spectacle. I, I wiped that off my list. My honorable mention was Shawn Michaels, Hulk Hogan again, saw it live, but oh. that I don't want to, I don't want to do that one. That's not my number two. My number two in real life is John Cena versus Daniel Bryan for the, uh, ah. undisputed championship. And like. Uh-huh. Or just the WWE title, excuse me. Um, and, like, the reason why I love this match is because you wanted Daniel to win this one. And there were a bunch of people that were like, John's not going to put this kid over. And it was hard-hitting. John proved that he could hang with Daniel. Um, and all the way up to the end, like, when he pinned John Cena clean, by the way, there was no, like... Um, you know, uh, screw job, was, especially during nope. it, because like there were a couple of times where because Triple H was the referee and, you know, it could have gone to a count out. And Triple H was like, nope, not happening Threw both men back in there. We're going to have this match. We're going to have a winner. And Daniel Bryan, when he hits that final knee onto John Cena's nose, which I thought Johnny was dead and pinned John, it was like, holy crap, what a moment. And then we Randy Orton coming out, cashing in the money in the bank, Triple H turning on Daniel Bryan. Like, it was absolutely everything. It was like, this is perfect. We give you what you want, and then we make you want it more. Yeah, we uh, we were all watching that together, and we all cheered, erupted, and like, holy shit, that actually actually just happened. Daniel Bryan just won. Yep. And then we we heard Randy Orton's music come on, and we all, at the same time, shouting out god no and then obviously we know we like i, I pretty much i i kind of remember that we were all almost in tears at least a couple i know i was almost yes. in tears like no way like that actually happened and we're adults now and like that match like you said just grabbed everything that you love about pro wrestling um for the the underdog to to triumph and then they took it away from us it was so good absolutely absolutely all right what's your number two my number two, and this seems to be a common theme, uh, is Triple H versus The Rock for the Intercontinental title in a ladder match at SummerSlam 1998. So let me get this straight. Your last one's a ladder match. This one's a ladder yeah. match. And the match you want to commentate's a ladder match. <laughs> That's what I said is a common theme, right? Kid, you, you dream of ladders. 
Oh and the match Lord. I picked was Eddie versus Ray in the ladder match. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Good Lord. Okay. <laughs> tell us tell us why you chose this match as your number two. Uh, so I love this match. Um, so we all know that WrestleMania 15 is my first ever pay-per-view that I ever saw. Yes. Well, SummerSlam 98 was the first VHS Ooh. that I ever purchased of pro wrestling. That's a good um, choice. So Triple H and Triple H and The Rock in this ladder match. Um, I love this because it wasn't just um, how a ladder match is now. Like if you go back and look at this ladder match compared to today's ladder matches, completely today's ladder different. Matches are very, are very spotty and very. Um, these are huge yeah. things that are um, happening. Let's do these big moves or whatever. Let's dive this off of it. Is, Let's do moves on it. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so they did. They had an actual match that had a ladder in it. Yeah, this um, was this was a wrestling match where the ladder itself was more so a weapon than spots. Yes, and that's that's really what I loved about that. And I didn't even know that as a kid why I loved that so much. Right. Um, but then also, the Rock was the Rock was my favorite at that point too. So absolutely, um, I love the Rock. I saw him as the good guy, even though. He was the bad guy, but he was he was a good guy to me. Um, he was always so, a good guy to you. You know what I mean? <laughs> he, he was always a good guy to me. <laughs> Never treated me wrong. You know what I mean? That's right. Um, yeah. Cool. So, um, so yeah. Again, if you haven't seen this one, go back and watch that jam. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Now I'm gonna go What's on to number my one? number one. It may be your number one. I don't know. We're we it could be. I don't know. But my number one is Shawn Michaels versus Triple H in a street fight at SummerSlam 2002. Ooh, um, let me tell you, this right here was to me the first time that we got that part timer feel, where mm-hmm. you know a part timer comes back. It's a spectacle. And um, we use it for the big shows. And I know Shawn Michaels eventually was like, okay, I'm back full time. But this was a one and done. It was supposed to be a one and done. And let me tell you, a guy who stepped away from the ring for four years came back and had probably the best match of 2002. Like, that's just the type of guy Shawn Michaels was. And uh, Triple H at this point, you know, he was on a high too. Like, he just came back from his injury. He's, you know, becoming technically sound and just the main eventer that he is. And I absolutely love this uh, match. I mean, especially like it felt like, you know, they made it a street fight because they weren't sure where Sean was going to be technically. And they used the weapons smart. They didn't use it as glorified violence. They used it you know, because I got to put this guy down and stuff like that. But Shawn Michaels, you know, uh, getting the win um, was very exciting to me uh, because I thought Triple H was going to win this one. But, you know, Shawn Michaels' showstopper, I mean, it's an awesome match. If you haven't seen it, SummerSlam 2002. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, that was Hell wonderful. Yeah. I That would have been uh, one of my honorable mentions, too, because I, I really enjoyed that match as well and just like you said um that was like the kickoff of Shawn michaels better second half of his career than his first half yeah yeah and i understand why it's not your number one because it wasn't a ladder match though there was a ladder in it um but uh going on to your number one what could it be well, actually, you already said it as your number two. My number one was originally John Cena versus oh. Daniel Bryan. Oh, no way. You should have said something. We uh, would have talked it all there then. That's okay. I have another I have another one that I can choose as number one because okay. uh, it gave me gave me the same feels 
then as well. Okay. It's actually not a ladder match this time. I'm so uh, shocked. I'm as my number one. I'm picking Randy Orton versus the man who shall not be named, Chris Benoit Ooh. from SummerSlam uh, 2004. Two, 2004, yeah. Oh man, um, that is a great match. And I love that match because, um, again, at that time, that was when Randy Orton was my guy. Yeah. Um, I was, I always was pulling for him. Um, and then just when he, he finally reached that mountaintop, became the youngest at that point to win the championship. Um, yeah, it, it gave me a, gave me all the feels as a uh, younger twenty year old ish oh, yeah. adult that I had as a had as a kid. It was like, yeah, my guy. You know, when your guy wins, it's like. You know. Yeah, and I mean, arguably, it's the best version of Randy Orton, not the knock the viper or the psychopath version, but something about him being the clean-cut preppy kid, he played that role so well, and then going into this match where it was like, holy crap, Randy Orton, a young gun, is going to get this title shot against Chris Benoit, and you were just looking forward to the match, and then he wins it, and that was just a wow factor. You didn't see that coming. Um, and that Yeah, and, exactly. same, same with, uh, with D-Bry versus John Cena. You just didn't, like, you wanted it to happen, but yeah. you didn't think it was actually going to happen. Yeah, so I absolutely agree. I think that's probably in my top ten, if not top five as well. Um, and... That's another reason why I love SummerSlam, because it's like WrestleMania. I feel like if you don't watch any shows, if you only watch, like, two pay-per-views, it's WrestleMania and SummerSlam. And that's why this is my favorite show, and I'm looking forward to it. So, guys, that was our uh, top six matches. Um, Make sure you listen next week when we have independent pro wrestling star and MMA fighter John Kerman on the show and then in two weeks we have a special commentary we're going back to our commentary uh episode where we will uh either commentate over uh eddie guerrero versus uh ray mysterio in a ladder match from 2005 or 2003's abomination of an elimination chamber uh so it's your pick what you guys want us to commentate over and we'll actually be in the same place together it's the yes next week for the first time in months in months, we'll be in the same room uh, doing this show. So, uh, guys, uh, thank you for listening. Joey, thank you for uh, coming on the show again. Of course. Thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure. Pleasure. All right, guys. Uh, tune in next week, and that'll be it. Take it home. I was waiting for it. <laughs>